like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show, our first for the month of October. And we have, of course, a, a very wide variety of music to play for you this evening, and we'd like to uh, welcome you to the show and hope that you uh, enjoy what we uh, present and uh, stay with us for um, as long as you can. And uh, we have, of course, a whole variety of artists this evening. Our jazz feature artist, Max Roach, who will be coming up first. And we've got music uh, to follow by the gentleman who does our um, preamble for the weather, the musical introduction for it. And I'm talking about Abdullah Ibrahim. We're going to be playing some of his music uh, as well a little later on in the show after the jazz feature. And, of course, we have music by... Uh, West Montgomery, Cannonball, Adderley, all kinds of great uh, uh, jazz people. And uh, as I said, we hope you can uh, stay with us for uh, as long as you can. My name's Gavin Walker, and our jazz feature, of course, is uh, a very important part of our program. And we're going to begin with the jazz feature to tell you a little bit about it. This is uh, a performance. It's live at the legendary Jazz Workshop, which was in uh, the North Beach area of San Francisco. Great jazz club. Um, as most jazz clubs are, it was a little bit, uh, well, it was funky. <laughs> the food was terrible. The acoustics in the place were great. And the piano was always out of tune. And uh, it need to be, needed to be tuned really every day because uh, no matter who played it, um, the piano suddenly went out of tune and, and uh, a new one was never ordered, even though a lot of piano players said that they would, they would pay for the damn thing themselves. But uh, it never, never occurred to uh, the, uh, the powers that be to uh, replace the piano. A lot of recordings were done on that piano too, uh, which is quite amazing. Anyway, um, this is a performance by Max Roach and his band, his working band of the time. Uh, the only person who is not performing on the, uh, on the pieces we're going to hear is his um, girlfriend, who became his wife. I'm talking about vocalist Abby Lincoln. And um, these two lengthy performance, performances feature the band, the quartet. And it's very interesting because I wasn't there the night of the recording, but I was there for uh, three nights because it was a two-week engagement by Max and the band. And I was there for three nights, but not on the night of this particular recording. But I did hear them live play this music. And I'll tell you, it was some of the most powerful music I have uh, ever heard to this day. And... Um, I had a friend in the band who had lived in San Francisco, 
Um, he was a former saxophone player that had to give up playing the saxophone. And he took up the bass, and he is a member of this quartet. Uh, he joined Max Roach after playing the bass for only two years. And uh, excellent musician. His name is Eddie Kahn. And through Eddie and the fact that I knew him, I was uh, able to uh, meet Max Roach for the first time. And uh, a gentleman who I was most interested in, tenor saxophonist Clifford Jordan, I didn't really get a chance to talk to these two gentlemen, but I did talk to the piano player, Mel Waldron, for a little while. And uh, I asked him about the piano. And he said, man, he said, I played way worse. He, he said, you know, I just figure out. <laughs> yeah, it's tinny, but it's okay. I, I, I just do the best uh, I can with any piano I work with. He said, this is, my, this is a curse of piano players. And he says, if you get a real good one, it's a treat. But uh, most of them are like this. So <laughs> anyway, that was uh, pretty well the extent of the conversation that, that I had. But it was, it was very nice to, to meet all these, all these great gentlemen and hear this music live. Because uh, as, um, there was nothing quite like it. And it, there was nothing quite like what I heard. And of course, you're going to experience the music in a very few moments. All of this was recorded uh, on October 27, 1962. And this was just about the final, this was actually the final released recording by Max Roach um, because in 1959, Max Roach took a little different turn with his music. He was always uh, a very, very proud African-American and uh, he carried himself with a tremendous amount of dignity and, and class. And because of the nature of what was happening in the United States in the late 50s, Max Roach became a very strong spokesperson for civil rights. And he also decided that civil rights would be a very important part of his music. And so... He made a series of albums, beginning with the very famous, and we featured this album before, usually on Black History Month, uh, an album called Freedom Now Suite, which is still, to this day, quite controversial. And it was a reflection of his, um, not only his musicality, but his politics as well. That album was followed up by two wonderful albums for the Impulse label, that Max did, one, one called Percussion Bittersweet, and the second one called It's Time. And this album happened to be the last, because Max Roach was blacklisted from all record companies because of the militancy and the political stance that he took and his music. And uh, booking agents and recording um, companies refused to deal with Max. And it wasn't until 1965 that he was able to sign a contract with Atlantic Records and begin recording again. So this shows you what can happen to even someone as prestigious and as honored as Max Roach. Anyway, getting back to this recording, I will read you briefly what Max Roach says about the music, and then we'll hear the music. And I'm quoting Max here. The music in this album was created to mirror 
the street rallies and meetings that exist today in the ghetto areas of the large cities of the United States of America, such as the Fillmore District in San Francisco, the south side of Chicago, and Harlem in New York, to mention but a few. At these street rallies or meetings, people of all walks of life have an opportunity to express themselves vocally on their impressions of the state of the nation as related to themselves culturally, socially, economically, and politically. And of course, this isn't very much different from the atmosphere today. America is very, very racially charged, as we all know. So that's uh, a quote from Max Roach. The music here, the first piece of music is entitled, it's a Max Roach composition, so based on the 12-bar blues in, in its various forms, and it's called Speak, Brother, Speak. And uh, Max is quoted here, he says, Speak, Brother, Speak is based on a blues progression with a suspended interlude to introduce each soloist or speaker, if you will. The meter and tempo changes serve as subject material for the soloist or speaker. So that's the first piece of music. The second piece of music is a very beautiful, um, uh, very melodic and, and touching uh, composition that originated with uh, the great Spanish composer Heitor uh, Villalobos, and it's called A Variation. And again, Max Roach says, each so the, on, on the second piece, called a variation, each soloist speaks on the same theme. The solos are based on a minor tonality, and the soloist does not have to adhere to any set numbers of bars. I should also add that the above motivation and analysis was exactly the musical blueprint from which Clifford Jordan, Mel Waldron, Eddie Kahn had to work with and that without their creative and imaginative know-how, an extended work such as these would have been most difficult. I thank them for their cooperation and hope you enjoy and, appreciates, uh, and appreciate our efforts. Max Roach. So here then is the music from this album called Speak, Brother Speak. It came out on debut records, and... It features Max Roach on drums, Eddie Kahn on bass, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, and Mel Waldron on piano. And we begin with the first piece called Speak, Brother, Speak, and it is to be followed by A Variation.
our jazz feature this evening. Two lengthy, sweet-like performances by the Max Roach Quartet, recorded at the Jazz Workshop in San Francisco on October 27, 1962. And we heard Max Roach, of course, on drums, Eddie Kahn on bass, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, and Mel Waldron on piano. And the two pieces we heard, um, as I mentioned before, Max um, wrote these suites or created these suites to have each member of the band speak extensively. And this was the motivation of the album, was to mirror um, street rallies and meetings um, that took place in the ghetto areas of large cities in the United States, um, and of course getting up talking about civil rights and so on, and very similar to uh, what's happening today. So we heard the first piece of music was entitled Speak Brothers Speak. That was the title of the album. And the second piece was based on a theme by Hieter Villalobos, the great uh, Spanish composer. And um, again, it was a, a very sweet-like, and uh, Max Roach called that one a variation. So that was the uh, music, and uh, I must say a very powerful uh, set of music by Max Roach. And uh, I was privileged to hear this band for, uh, for three nights, not on the night that they recorded, but I did hear them play these two pieces plus all their other pieces that they had in the repertoire at the time. And it was an experience that I'll never forget at the Jazz Workshop. Yeah, the Jazz Workshop was one of those places that was kind of a, a dingy little club <laughs> the food was terrible. Um, the drinks were okay, as long as you had a good bartender. Um, and uh, uh, I always felt that the acoustics were quite good in the place. The only uh, thing that got ruined was that it was in the North Beach area of San Francisco, so unwitting tourists would come in, and, of course, there'd be some pretty heavy music played there. I'm talking about uh, how many times John Coltrane performed there or Cannonball Adderley or, or Max uh, or so many other bands. And, of course, the tourists <laughs> were usually uh, pretty square folk, and they would walk in, and, of course, all this intense music, and uh, thinking that they would be walking into a bar um, where they could get a drink, of course they could, but then again, the music would take over, and, uh, <laughs> well, strange things happened, and there were some pretty funny moments, sometimes with uh, tourists that got a little drunk or arrived when they were drunk and uh, had to face uh, the wrath of uh, uh, Charles Mingus uh, several times, who who, all, who played at the jazz workshop, you could imagine, Um even Max Roach had to get up and tell a bunch of people to uh, shut up and get the hell out of the club because uh, this music wasn't for you and go down the street and go to another bar where you can do whatever you're doing. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, all the ambience of, uh, of of those clubs. And, of course, everybody smoked in those places. They were, they were you know, smoke-filled and <laughs> pretty amazing, but some great music produced in that uh, establishment, the Jazz Workshop. All right, that was our jazz feature this evening. Max Roach and his quartet, 
live at the Jazz Workshop. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. After uh, a few messages, we're going to come back with some music by the great master from South Africa, jazz master. We're going to hear some orchestral works, and we're also going to hear some solo piano by none other than Abdullah Ibrahim. And um, I'm playing this as a kind of a request that uh, I had to uh, present some of uh, Abdullah's music. Um, I love his music. We've played it on the show before, but so we're going to do it again. And uh, I think it would be a nice contrast to uh, what, what we've heard as well. So um, stay with us, and we'll be back in a few moments. My name's Gavin Walker, by the way. Every year, the Vancouver International Film Festival brings a revelry of cinephilia to Vancouver. This year, Viv features over 300 films airing between September 29th and October 14th, with an opening gala featuring Eisling Walsh's Madi and a closing gala featuring Terrace Malick's Voyage of Time. Billions of years in the making. For its 35th year, VIF will be expanding the frame, emphasizing social interaction, workshops, and audience feedback. Find the complete program for this year's VIF online at viff.org. Experience VIF 2016, September 29th to October 14th. Do you like friends? Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends on Commercial Drive, like 10% off at Stormcrow Tavern, High Life Records, Audio Pile, Mintage Clothing, and more. Visit citr.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Honkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. Those of you that uh, listen to our show all the time know that that's the introduction. Actually, that's by Abdullah Ibrahim. And, of course, uh, I think we once played that whole piece um, as, uh, as kind of a mini feature one time quite a while ago. But, of course, this is the introduction to uh, the week's weather. And it's not that great. You know, it's, it is October and things are changing, of course, as we all know. Tonight is... Um, cloudy and it's uh, supposed to rain um, later on this evening if it hasn't started already with a low of 11 then tomorrow it's kind of a downturn periods of rain 
with a low of 11, highs of 14. And then for Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to be cloudy with uh, a 30 to 40% chance of a shower with lows between 11 and 15 uh, as regards the temperature. Friday, again, is a bit of a downturn rain um, with a low of 12 and a high of 15. Saturday, periods of rain, not much better on the weekend with a low of 12, a high of 15. Sunday, well, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, which usually means intermittent rain and temperatures between 12 and 15 again. So that's the, uh, the predictable weather for the week. Abdullah Ibrahim, the great composer from South Africa, from Cape Town, of course has made his mark in music. Um, he has led many, many different ensembles. He's appeared in Vancouver several times. Uh, the last time was uh, not last year, but the year before. And I thought his concert was uh, was very beautiful, meditative, and he had a really interesting trio uh, as well. Um, not your usual, you know, bass and drums accompaniment, but the, uh, he had a cello and a, and a, a bassist, and the, uh, the cellist also played the flute. Um, it was quite an interesting, um, uh, interesting concert, and it, of course it all held together beautifully because Ibrahim is a, uh, a master um, conjurer of music, and he's able to put ensembles and things together. So we're going to hear, um, I think, four pieces of music by his um, ensemble that he called Ikaya which in, in South African dialect means home. And um, this is a group of, of really fine musicians. Uh, I love this band. I thought uh, Abdullah had such a great band. And this band did play at the old York Theater in the early 80s. And uh, I remember being there. It was a great concert. And, of course, all the guys in the band, um, pretty well all the same people you're going to hear here uh, on this recording. Incidentally, sometimes there's a bit of confusion with Abdullah's name. He, he converted to Islam um, in the late 60s, and he was known before his conversion as Dollar Brand. His, his name is actually um, uh, Johannes Brand, and uh, that's his, his birth name. Uh, and then he became known, Dollar was a nickname, because he used to go down to the docks um, in um, in Cape Town to buy records when he was a young man because he wanted to hear uh, uh, he was interested in jazz music and and uh, the ships would come in and they would have records and 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 he would buy albums for a dollar and of course play them uh, for his his friends who were all aspiring jazz musicians and they gave him the name Dollar Brand yeah, perfect anyway that name became history in the late 60s uh, when he converted to Islam and became Abdullah Ibrahim. So there you go. He recorded under both names. This is a band called, as I mentioned, called Ikaya. It features Abdullah Ibrahim on piano with an incredible alto saxophonist from Panama originally. I love his playing, Carlos Ward. Ricky Ford, who played with Charles Mingus on tenor saxophone, and one of the greats on baritone saxophone, just passed away a few weeks ago. They had a big funeral for him in New York, Charles Davis. And on trombone, still living, Dick Griffin. 
On bass, Ben Riley. Uh, on bass, Cecil McBee. And on drums, Ben Riley. And we're going to hear two pieces of music from this album. Um, the first piece of music is called Ikaya, which means home. And the second piece of music is a beautiful sort of Ellington-like piece of music uh, called Soto Blue. Both compositions by Abdullah Ibrahim. And then there'll be a slight change in personnel. The bass player um, Cecil McBee is replaced by David Williams. Uh, on the next two pieces, we're going to hear a piece of music dedicated to none other than Nelson Mandela, and it's called simply Mandela. And the second piece of music is one of my favorite tracks, a kind of an exotic piece of music called Tuanguru. And um, that's it. Four pieces by the band Ikaya. So we begin with Ikaya.
We heard four tracks from Abdullah Ibrahim's group that he had together in the um, 80s and 90s, a band called Ikaya, which, uh, as I said, in South African dialect means home. And that featured, of course, Abdullah Ibrahim leading on piano with Carlos Ward on alto saxophone, Ricky Ford on tenor saxophone, Charles Davis on baritone saxophone and Dick Griffin on trombone. And on the first two tunes, uh, Cecil McBee on bass and Ben Riley on drums. And those first two tunes were called Ikaya, and the second tune was called Soto Blue, both, of course, written and arranged by Abdullah Ibrahim. We switched bass players, and David Williams took over on bass, and we heard Mandela was tune number three, dedicated to, of course, Nelson. And the final tune was called Tuwang Guru, kind of an exotic uh, minor key piece of music. And, of course, both of those were written by Abdul Ibrahim. We're going to continue with our small tribute to this uh, great musician and take you to Toronto, 
Yeah, Toronto, where real estate was uh, a lot more reasonable back when this was recorded. 1971, and it was recorded for Sackville Records, a Canadian jazz label, which put out a lot of wonderful stuff. And we're going to hear some solo piano by Abdullah. I think this is one of his most compelling performances as a solo pianist. It's from this album called African Portraits. And it's actually a medley of just two compositions. Uh, The first one is a very kind of a cheery, um, upbeat kind of a piece, which kind of uh, reflects the um, homegrown rhythms and all that sort of stuff from uh, South Africa. And it's called Cherry. And the second piece is called Brajo from Kilimanjaro. Now, I don't know what that all means other than the fact that maybe Joe was some sort of a very close friend of Abdullah, and this is a tribute to him. But the interesting thing is that, is that when you hear this music, you can use your own imagination and think about stuff that it represents to you. Um, for me, the first part... Uh, the piece called Cherry kind of represents the movement of, uh, of the big city, Cape Town, with all the stuff going on. And we move out of the big city when the second movement starts and into the townships, the shanty towns and the, and, um, the, the growing um, country. Um, the velts, the, the, the trees, the animals that could be around, all this sort of stuff. And... Um, also reflecting maybe the squalor of, uh, of, of poverty, which, of course, um, once you get out of the large cities in South Africa, you certainly see it. And um, I don't know, whatever you think, because this music opens your mind um, to imagination, and, of course, it shows what an incredible uh, pianist Abdullah Ibrahim is. So I hope you enjoy this piece of music. And we're about to begin right now.
That, of course, was Abdullah Ibrahim at the piano playing um, a medley of, of two moods um, composed by him, of course. And the first opening part was entitled Cherry, and then the, the very hypnotic um, vamp that he played, uh, we segued into one called Brajo from Kilimanjaro. And this was recorded for Sackville Records back in 1971. Sackville was a Canadian jazz label, and the album is called African Portraits, and it was recorded in Toronto on February 18th, 1971. And uh, the album contains some of um, Abdullah's most compelling um, piano portraits. And so I hope you enjoyed that uh, lengthy piece that uh, took you all kinds of places. And uh, wherever your imagination went, um, the music was there to follow, or vice versa, or whatever. <laughs> music is very, very subjective to, uh, to most people. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, segment and a tribute to this uh, great South African artist, Abdullah Ibrahim. We heard his band first, and then we followed with the uh, solo piano piece. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We're here every Monday night, and we call ourselves The Jazz Show. And I'd like to make a slight correction from something I said earlier. Uh, I referred to um, when we were playing the Max Roach feature, they... they um, one of the pieces called A Variation uh, is based on some music by Heitor Villalobos. And he is not Spanish. He is Brazilian. So I stand corrected on that. And I said he was Spanish twice. So um, I'll say it again. He was Brazilian. So there, I've said it twice, and I've corrected myself twice. So there you go. All right, we'll be back right after these messages with some more music. As a matter of fact, we're going to feature um, a great baritone saxophonist. Actually, he plays all the saxophones, flute, whatever instrument. Uh, he didn't make too many records under his own name, but he is a great musician. Of course, he's featured on so many bands. I'm talking about Jerome Richardson, and uh, he'll be featured on uh, baritone on uh, this next piece of music. But uh, first... A couple of brief messages, and we'll be right back with Jerome Richardson. New Forms Festival returns this year for our 2016 edition on Friday and Saturday, October 7th to 8th, located at 560 Seymour. The festival will include two nights of music and visuals programmed in three rooms, with installations throughout the venue. Artists include Robert Hood, Mencius, Convection, Deft, High Corner Audio, Lee Bannon, Untold and more. Visit newformsmediasociety.com or find us on Facebook for the full list of New Forms Festival artists and to purchase your ticket. A stack of records here, a stack of records there. I got records scattered all over everywhere, but I'm looking. Discorder magazine has been supporting independent music for over 30 years, and it keeps on living by joining efforts with local music supporters such as Vinyl Records. 
You can find a selection of Vinyl Records' featured albums on the back cover of Discorder and can support your favorite local bands and artists by purchasing their records. For more information on their vast selection of new, used, and rare music, go to vinylrecords.ca. We're going to listen to, uh, well, as a matter of fact, now's a good time to tell you about the uh, two great uh, websites to get onto. Um, one of them, of course, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, and I always mention that every week. They have uh, their own concerts that uh, Coastal Jazz produces, and, of course, uh, they're the backers of one of the finest jazz clubs in town, which is Frankie's, Frankie's Jazz Club, which is down on Beatty Street. And uh, that's a, a very classy establishment with wonderful acoustics and uh, easily accessible. And despite the difficulty in parking downtown, uh, it's not that bad down there on Beatty Street. Um, there are lots around, and of course, it's uh, accessible to the Sky Train and all that sort of stuff. So it's right opposite BC Place, and of course, they have a full slate of events there, and you can make reservations, uh, buy tickets, and do whatever on the Coastal Jazz website. And that's coastaljazz.ca. Very, very comprehensive website. And uh, brought to you by the redoubtable Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year. And, of course, uh, the other website is uh, Brian Nation's fine website uh, that he administers. And uh, it's uh, called vancouverjazz.com. And... Uh, Something uh, also reminds me to um, um, actually acknowledge all the wonderful Jewish people throughout the world because it's uh, Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah. So, um, Shana Tova, and it's year 5777. This year, today, October 3rd. All right. I'd like to mention my good friend Ken Speller, who um, teaches music, has a business called Music at Home, and uh, he comes to your home and uh, will teach you how to play the saxophone, the flute, the clarinet, whatever you want, and advise you on, on uh, quality instruments either to rent or buy. And the other aspect of uh, Ken Speller is that he's an excellent repairman. So if you own any of those instruments, whether you're a professional, amateur, or student, you need the services occasionally of a repairman because your instruments uh, wear out, pads fall out, springs break, all this kind of stuff, and uh, they're hard to play when they're, <laughs> when they're not in good shape. So, and uh, you're not going to sound good either, regardless of uh, how good you are if your instrument isn't in shape. So Ken Speller does that also, and he doesn't charge you an arm and a leg. Very, very reasonable prices because he has his workshop in his home, so he doesn't have that kind of overhead. Ken lives in the uh, Metrotown area of Vancouver, and he can be accessed at 778-800-1933. That's 778-800-1933. Or... Also, uh, 
You can reach him by email, which is kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. kspeller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. So remember those two websites I mentioned, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. Both of them are very comprehensive and very full of all kinds of information. All right. We're going to turn our attention now to a, a gentleman who is a master of all the saxophones, but he's playing baritone saxophone on this, the Big Barry, along with Les Spann on guitar, the late Les Spann, underrated guitarist, wonderful player, also plays the flute, and Richard Wines on piano from San Francisco, who is still very much with us, and very much with us is Henry Grimes on bass and Grady Tate on drums. And this is a... Uh, this was a tune written by Duke Jordan, pianist, for um, a movie. And uh, it became um, a favorite for many years at jam sessions and so on. Uh, everybody ended up playing this tune, and it's a great tune. It's called No Problem, and we're going to hear it right now.
That was some music by Lonnie Smith before he became Dr. Lonnie Smith. Recorded uh, back in 1968. And this was a tune. I remember playing this tune when I was uh, in the band at a club called The Lion's Tale, which is uh, was down on Seymour Street where the old B.C. Tell building was. Of course, that's all being revamped now. But The Lion's Tale was an after-hours club. Catered mostly to um, African-American folks. And um, the club, the musical director of the club was uh, the late, great Bernie Sneed, who, uh, who played the uh, Hammond organ. And he owned the club and uh, with a group of other people and, and ran it for, um, for quite a while. It was a, a really interesting part of Vancouver when there was lots of live music around and lots of these kind of... Um, you know, after-hour clubs and all that sort of stuff. It was great. We used to play this tune all the time, and, and it brought back memories of uh, uh, the band with, uh, with Bernie. Henry Young was always was playing guitar, and myself, and uh, uh, on alto saxophone, and a really fine um, tenor saxophonist from Los Angeles named Bob Harvey. And uh, Michael Jones was the drummer. And we used to do this tune. We used to play it for 20, 25 minutes, and, and we had the whole dance floor was just packed with people moving to it. Anyway, this version was the original version. It was written by Hugh Masekela, uh, who, of course, um, grew up with uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, who we just featured uh, a little while back. Hugh Masekela, great trumpet player and um, composer and so on. He wrote this tune called The Son of Ice Bag. There's a story connected with this, which I'm not going to get into right now. But the people we heard here, Lee Morgan on trumpet. And, of course, um, the movie about Lee Morgan will be playing at the Rio Theater this Thursday as part of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival, uh, Folk <laughs> International Film Festival. My goodness, get it right. And um, also uh, at uh, Tinseltown on uh, Monday, next Monday, Thanksgiving Monday in the afternoon, uh, the movie, uh, it's a documentary on uh, the ill-fated trumpeter Lee Morgan. Anyway, he's on this album. Fathead Newman, David Newman on tenor saxophone, Melvin Sparks on guitar, Lonnie Smith, now he's Dr. Lonnie Smith on the Hammond organ, Marion Booker on drums, and some uh, Congo work by Norberto Apalanis on Congo drums, the son of Ice Bag. And before that, we heard Jerome Richardson uh, on baritone saxophone with Les Spann. Uh, he plays guitar on some tracks, but he played flute on this track. Um, that we heard, and Richard Wyans on piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Grady Tate on drums, uh, recorded live somewhere in New York, and uh, we heard a great tune written by Duke Jordan called No Problem. Um, so that was the first tune, and then we heard The Son of Ice Bag. We're going to switch gears now to a big band recording, and it's one of ours. And I'm talking about this wonderful album called Legacy, the music of Ross Taggart, the late and wonderful Ross Taggart, one of the finest musicians to ever cross the planet. And, of course, we all miss Ross, um, everyone here in Vancouver who was even remotely associated with music. Ross Taggart wrote some great music, 
and it was brought to life by Jill Townsend and her husband, guitarist Bill Kuhn, who is a wonderful arranger. And uh, Ross was living um, in the home that they occupied. Ross had the, uh, the, the basement suite, and that was his last home before his um, uh, untimely demise. And um, Bill discovered, going through Ross's things, these, all these compositions, and, and it was their dream to orchestrate them for a full big band, um, and uh, Bill Kuhn did a, a tremendous job doing this, expanding Ross's original compositions uh, for a large band. And this album was produced. It's called Legacy, the music of Ross Taggart, and it came out on the uh, Cellar Live label. And, of course, it features a cross-section of, of uh, great Vancouver musicians, um, including, yeah, I'll just run down the saxophone section for you. Chris Startup on lead alto, um, on tenor and clarinet too. Bill Rongay on alto and flute. Steve Caldestad on tenor saxophone. Corey Weeds on tenor. And Chad Makala on baritone and bass clarinet. And we're also going to hear guest artist Campbell Riga as well um, on, uh, on a tune. Anyway, uh, all kinds of wonderful people in the band and uh, great trumpet section, wonderful rhythm section, Bill Kuhn on guitar, Ken Lister on bass, Dave Robbins on drums, and all conducted um, by Jill Townsend. So it's the Jill Townsend Orchestra. First tune is called, uh, it's one of my favorite compositions by Ross, and it's called Don't Call Before Ten. And um, it features baritone saxophonist Chad Makala on this tune. And uh, the second tune features the soprano saxophone, and he plays it so beautifully, of uh, Campbell Riga. And the tune is called Cyclamen. And the third tune we're going to hear is called Match the Hatch. And that features uh, Steve Caldestad on tenor saxophone, Bill Kuhn on guitar, um, Dennis Essen on trombone. And um, that's going to be the third and final tune of the set. So don't call before 10, cyclamen, and match the hatch. And here's the Jill Townsend Orchestra tribute to Ross Taggart. It's called Legacy. Thank you. 
Yes, that was some great homegrown jazz. This is from an album by the Jill Townsend Big Band called Legacy, the music of Ross Taggart. And Ross wrote all of those compositions. And, of course, this uh, huge band made up of the cream of the crop of uh, Vancouver musicians. We heard uh, three selections from this uh, wonderful album. The first one was called Don't Call Before Ten, and it featured the incredible baritone saxophone of Chad Makala. And the second tune was a very uh, beautiful uh, Ross Taggart composition that featured the soprano saxophone of the one and only Campbell Riga. And uh, that tune was called Cyclamen. And this final tune was um, an upbeat composition by Ross called Match the Hatch. And uh, we heard Bill Kuhn on guitar, Steve Caldestad on tenor saxophone, and Dennis Essen on trombone. And of course, uh, all the arrangements of Ross Taggart's uh, compositions were done by um, uh, both Jill Townsend and uh, her husband, Bill Kuhn. And of course, this, uh, as I mentioned before, this all-star Vancouver Orchestra. Legacy, the music of Ross Taggart, and that's available on the Cellar Live label. And it's uh, a wonderful album, as you just heard. We're going to turn our attention now. I mentioned that I was going to play something by Wes Montgomery, and I certainly am. This was recorded live at the, um, uh, I forget the name of the, the Half Note in New York City. And um, this is an incredible piece of music. It features Wes all the way, but he's backed up by this Cadillac of rhythm sections. Wynton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And those three gentlemen, of course, were Miles Davis's rhythm section for so many years. And um, after they left Miles, they worked on their own and uh, did a whole series of uh, gigs with uh, Wes Montgomery. And here is his version of John Coltrane's famous tune, Impressions. Here's Wes.
an incredible performance by saxophonist Oliver Nelson, who, uh, when he recorded this, he, uh, he had uh, put all his other saxophones, the alto and the tenor, uh, into mothballs, and he was only playing the soprano saxophone. You can tell because a soprano saxophone takes a lot of practice, and uh, Oliver's got one of the most um, incredible sounds on, uh, on that instrument. And that was his composition, which is actually based... Um, on an exercise. It's ex- from his book called Patterns for Saxophone, but he turned it into a into a tune, and it's called simply Patterns, and uh, it features, of course, Oliver on um, soprano saxophone, and on bass, Ron Carter, on drums, Grady Tate, and some amazing piano playing by Steve Kuhn. And... Um, that's one of the highlights of this album called Sound Pieces. features some orchestral stuff and some stuff with this uh, small band. And that's just one track, Patterns. And before that, we heard Wes Montgomery, the great Mr. Thumb, the thumb, the magic thumb. He didn't use a pick, never. Just used his thumb. Unbelievable guitar player, self-taught and... Um, one of the great musicians of all time. Wes Montgomery, and we heard him with the Winton Kelly Trio, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums, and that was recorded live at the half note, and of course, Wes played John Coltrane's great tune, Impressions. All right. Without further ado, here is some blues by Sonny Rollins with Kenny Drew at the piano, George Morrow on bass, and the gentleman that did our jazz feature this evening, this time as a sideman, the great Max Roach. This is a simple blues. Well, it's never simple when Sonny Rollins plays it. It's called Ia. Sonny Rollins, look out.
Wes Montgomery on guitar, Jimmy Smith on the Hammond organ, the orchestra conducted by Oliver Nelson. And that was that piece of music was written by Gary McFarland, and it was called 13. And, of course, uh, this piece of music will close another edition of The Jazz Show. 13, yes. And, uh, oh, by the way, Grady Tate was um, featured on drums on that, and Ray Barreto on conga drums. That was recorded in 1966. James and Wes, James Smith and Wes Montgomery. And before that, we heard a piece of music of blues um, played by Sonny Rollins and uh, created by him. The blues was called Ia, kind of uh, after the the, the um, rhythm patterns set in that uh, tune. Very intense. Uh, Sonny Rollins' performance with Kenny Drew at the piano, his old buddy from Harlem, uh, George Morrow on bass, and the great Max Roach on drums. Yeah, Sonny Rollins, one of the titans of the tenor saxophone, still very much with us, too. Uh, he hasn't been able to play in the last year because of a, a lung ailment, but we hope, we hope that he uh, can get back and... Um, perform some more. He's uh, 86 years old now. Amazing. Sonny Rollins. All right. That's it for the jazz show, this first show for the month of uh, October. We'll be back in another week's time with another show. As a matter of fact, we'll be back next week, which is Thanksgiving, and we'll be on the air with the jazz show, and we'll be paying tribute to two great musicians whose birthdays um, fall on the 10th and the 11th of October. They're both Libras, unless you believe NASA. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. It shook up the uh, astrologists. But anyway, they're both Libras, and um, Thelonious Monk was born on the 10th of October, and Art Blakey, one of his best friends and favorite drummers, was born on the 11th. And uh, we're going to hear them together on several uh, varied recordings. So um, basically a tribute to both Art Blakey and Thelonious Monk. We'll be our jazz feature artists next week, and they'll be heading off the program. So thank you very much for being out there this evening. Um, and we hope that you enjoyed the show. And we'll be back in seven days' time on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, the Jazz Show, CITR-FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we'll see you seven days. Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee.